Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? Strap the latex gloves back on. The monthly probe is here again. This time round, we're doing our NRL season preview for 2017. I'm Max McKinney and I'm joined by Matt Ryder. Hi, Matt. Hey, mate. Good to be back. How are you? Mate, fantastic here. Just finished the day of work and I'm um, ready for a new season of NRL. It's been a big off season, obviously. What well, to do? Obviously, uh, a few beers have been had by a few footy players and a few, a few, few podcast hosts alike, so I'm keen to get back into it. And a few by yourself, obviously, mate. Looking, looking good. Yeah, um, feeling a little bit padded at the moment, uh, but it's something we can all work on in the off-season. Not a problem. And that's it, mate. The NRL, the sport that never sleeps. Uh, it's the sport that's got insomnia, really, when you think about it. Um, what's been the, uh, the biggest thing you've taken out of the off-season, mate? Mate, the biggest thing isn't out of the off-season. It's just how quiet it's been in all honesty. It's the first year I can think, and correct me if I'm wrong, there's no massive off-season controversy. Sure, mate, there's about three-day scandal-free. That's it. Oh, mate, I think it's been quiet as, as part of NRL scandals. There's been no no Bulldogs, uh, Coffs Harbour fiasco, no Christchurch. It's been pretty quiet. It's, it's all, all quiet on the Western Front, as they say. Well, it's all behind them. Hopefully we can uh, move into a good year. Now, we're going to rip straight into these teams. A little bit different this year. We're going to go by alphabetical order. Huge difference there, alphabetical instead of our place. It's well, really shaking things up here in the pro. We're in a classroom, so I thought it would suit. Yeah, we are in a, in a classroom at the moment. Coming to you live from... Uh, ...for anyone that's listening. Uh, okay. I lose my job because of that, but thank you anyway. First up, Brisbane Broncos, mate. I've got them uh, locked in running six this year, sixth position. Um, I think it's a bit of a make or break year for Wayne Bennett. How do you see uh, how do you see them this year? Yeah, well, they've got a hard game first up against the defending premiers, quite obviously. Um, look, I, I think they're a good side. They've still got a, a good core of Darius Boyd, Milford and, and Hunt there that really showed a lot of promise. And I think, you know, they sort of tailed off at the end of last year. But, you know, they've made some, and some decent signings. They've got um, Benji Marshall, which is, you know, a bizarre signings, yeah. just to say the least, when they've already so so well served in the halves, then to bring a, you know, a you could say an experienced campaigner, or you could say he's past, past the hill, which I obviously think he is, but, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a funny signing by Wayne Bennett, but, um, look, it's well, interesting it, it, to see what happens. It could come off, in it, but, but I seem sort of feeling a role that uh, Scott Prince went back there for one year, um, a couple of years ago, and, mate, he was in and out of the first grade side, he filled in when the, one of the halves was injured. If you look at it that way, I don't think Benji Marshall's going to set the world on fire like you probably just alluded to, but if he's going to be a bit part player, he could serve serve his purpose. That's it. Um, look, I'd be looking for Wayne Bennett to sort of blood some new youngsters and some new faces into the side, uh, especially in the outside backs. I think um, a former Roosters and Cowboys centre, Tau Tau Moga, is going to make his debut um, on Thursday night in the uh, right centre position. So look out for him. He'll be one to watch. Yeah, pumped. Mate, seriously, that enthusiasm is riveting. Yeah, Tao Tao, what's his last name? Mate, mate, in all honesty, he'd done a couple of ACLs, but they had big big raps on him a few years ago, so look out. Oh, we'll be looking out. I'll be glued to the television. Um, who's your next prediction, mate? Uh, Canberra Raiders, if we're moving on. Uh, fifth for me. I think they can back up a good year last year. Two years now under Ricky Stewart. So, look, it depends. Can they, can they show the consistency 
that they showed last year again? Look, mate, I absolutely slated them last year. I'm, I'm not really confident in predicting anything. Ricky Stewart, look, he, he proved me wrong last year like he did a lot of people. It was a good season for the Canberra Raiders. I think their hooker, what's his name? Hodge. Josh Hodgson. Yeah, Hodgson. Look, he's a quality player. He's one of the top five players in the competition for me. So yeah, right. if he can stay injury-free, I, I think they're a big chance again, in all honesty. Um, they've got a good side. They, they haven't lost too much over the season. And they were, they were you know, they were one try away, one bit of luck away from, from making grand final and playing the Cronulla Sharks in what would have been an absolute blockbuster of the oh, game. So I'm looking forward to the Viking clap again. Oh, that, that comes back. Sharks v Canberra, I'll be there. Uh, look, yeah, they, they haven't really lost anyone. They lost Paul Vaughan to the Dragons, but they've picked up Dave Taylor from the south of France. So, pff, an absolute wrecking ball there, yeah, the Coltrane. And from 30,000 years ago when Neanderthals roamed the world, 60,000, so... Well, mate, apparently he's the fittest he's ever been, they're saying. That's all reports coming out of the ACT. He's the fittest he's ever been. What is that saying? He hasn't eaten a donut for breakfast. <laughs> Come on, Dave. <laughs> So where do you see them? Are they going to make the eight, mate? Will they make? Will they yeah, they'll make the eight. That's all I'll say. They'll make the eight, and um, I think the Sharks will beat them. Come round three when we play them, or round four. No, um, no, uh, no cousin. What's the cousin's name that plays for Canberra? Center, captain. Joe Joe Croker. Yeah, Joe Croker, my yeah. cousin. Your cousin? No, no Croker, apparently. Apparently. No, a distant relative. Mate, I met him at a wedding. I was at a wedding and um, my old man was the whole day saying, oh, you're, we're, we're cousins from the, with the Croakers. We're cousins with the Croakers because he's from Goulburn. My old man was from Goulburn and we related to the Croakers. Went out to the wedding and I'm like, oh, you know, we're on the dance floor. I'm like, I'll go and ask him, Dad. And he's like, yeah, do it because Dad was just, you know, pussy him out. <laughs> Went up and asked the bloke and he goes, yeah, you probably are related to the writers, yeah. Actually, it's funny. Then, you've, got a, you've got a bit of facial features kind of look yeah, like. Yeah, and then we just, we just looked at each other and I'm like, awesome. And he's like, yeah. There's a moment in time. Yeah, and then we just walked away, didn't say anything to each other the whole night. He didn't want to borrow me, but um, good season, Jared Croker, last year. So No, well, he's out for the first, first six weeks, I think. So yeah. mate, how they start the season could determine where they finish, really. It could, or it couldn't. We don't know. Next one. Uh, Canterbury-Bextown Bulldogs. Look, I'm going to make a big call. Um, 11th. They're going to miss the eight this year. Des Hasler, he's the most, arguably one of the most under pressure coaches uh, in 2017. What do you see them doing? The first four rounds last season, they won every game, they're on top of the table. What happened? Yeah, we gave him big raps at the start of the season, and then it, I, I, I don't know what happened, mate. You'll have to ask Des if he has any kind of idea. Looking through their side, they've got a good team. If Moses Embai can really turn into a premiership win halfback, I think the team's on a good good kettle because Josh Reynolds is that player that feeds off somebody else yes so if he's got Moses Embi there you know pulling the strings I think they'll be alright I think the Morris brothers were pretty injured last year if my memory serves me correctly which yeah, could, um, could come into into a be a problem again um, Leacher if Leacher can step up he was signed as uh, in a trade deal essentially for Michael Innes and you know at the time I thought the Sharks had done themselves a bit of a mischief but you know signing Michael Innes proved to be absolute masterstroke by Cronulla and getting rid of Leacher Everyone had big raps on. He hasn't really done anything. He's just essentially passing the ball out of dummy half and sometimes doing that poorly. So Michael Leach has really got to step up for the doggies. And look, we saw glimpses of Embi's ability, and I guess Leach also comes into this as well. But is there attacking style with their forwards acting as playmakers? Is that run a trace? Do they need to change it up a little bit? Yeah, well, you know, they may well do. And if it's, it's, it's shit is sinking, 
you might need to get into a new ship. All right, and I don't know what Desi's going to do. He's an innovator. Or I'd like to think he is. He's been in the game long enough, and if something's not working, Desi, you got to fix it. Mate, he's, he's too smart, he's too cunning, and too much a rugby league scientist to not change something up. I'm expecting some drastic changes out of Belmore. Um, but they're still going to finish 11th. But I can't see them, <laughs> I can't see them making eight. I just can't see yeah. I haven't got room. Yeah, nice call. Moving right along to uh, your favourite team. Uh, I don't know anyone that has more bias uh, to this team than Buzz Rothfield, other than you. Uh, Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, ninth. Yeah, you're an idiot, mate. Ninth. They're just going to miss the eight. Do you think a team that's got... Um, Mate, Jack lost... Bird in the centres, Edric Lee at number six, and James Maloney at seven. He's going to finish. I don't know where you're getting him. <laughs> that information from me. Mate. mate, on dailytelegraph.com, I've got the starting lineups now. So Gerard Bell starting fullback this weekend. Valentine Holmes is unfortunately still injured, unless we get some um, late mail changing that. Uh, look, the Sharks' hooker position is going to be a huge, huge issue. Looking into last year, whenever the Sharks didn't have Michael Innes. They found it hard to get any attacking continuity or fluidity into their side. And I think that'll be the case again. I know... Uh, Jaden Braley is going to step into that position. Yeah. Under-20s player of the year last year. Mate, it's, it's a lot of weight on his shoulders. And if you can do the job, fantastic. But it's, it's just a lot of pressure. Mike Linus, for me, was the best hooker with Hodgson in the comp last year. And obviously with Cameron Smith, those were the three. And, and he just the effect. And you, t- you talk about um, NBL and you talk about NBL. You talk about NBA and plus minors. So how many points the team scores when he's on the field. And yeah. I think when Michael Linus plays and when Michael Linus is involved in the attack... They're a different side. They are a different side. And we, are, we can't quantify it in NRL yet, but I think his plus minus will be right up there, along with Chad Townsend, who's a freak. Edric Lee's on the fullback. I'm on the wing, sorry. I've made a mistake. I've, I've looked at it wrong. Maloney at six and Chad Townsend at seven. Just reading over my notes again that I've prepared. Not a, not a problem, mate. Uh, yeah, look, that's the reason why I think that they'll miss the eight, mate. Mike Lanner's gone. Ben Barber's gone. That's $1.5 million off the cap, mate. Yeah, that's, that's a huge what are you loss. Lo- what are you losing, Ben Barber, compared to Valentine Holmes? Oh, I argue nothing. Well, you're losing Valentine Holmes from the right wing. Edric Lee, mate. It's a sound replacement, but... Uh, Edric Lee, Fecky, one of the best wingers in the world. I just don't think they'll have that, that touch of class there at the end of the day. Still think you're an idiot, but... Look, if they can adjust and fit... Tony Williams is an absolute superstar, playing coming off the bench. If they can adjust their style and help players like young Brayley playing at hooker, mate, they, they could have a good year, but they're going to have to you know, juggle a few Any things around. Any team has got the G-Train and T-Rex in them. One big plus is Gal's not playing Origin. So and the Mortimer. You'll have him all year round. Got a Mortimer on the bench. Yeah. Tapel's coming into his own. Take a tease, he's an absolute monster. I'm looking forward to seeing Mortimer. He really, he's 27, 28 now. He really needs to make a go of it if he's going to progress, I guess. Make a career out of it. <laughs> yeah, mate. Nice one. Uh, moving right along, Gold Coast Titans. Now, this would be a bit of a shock for you, mate, but I've actually got them running fourth. I think they're going to have a fantastic year. Yeah. Last year, for me, echoed the Sharks of 2008 to 2008. 12 or 11 in the respect that they grinded out games they didn't have a side that was really premiership caliber but competed they competed yeah that's how you could say yeah and um if they're going to follow the sharks trajectory they're probably going to get popped for um some peptides or some drugs pretty soon if if my prediction comes true (laughs) so if we're going to make predictions that could be it but uh, but in all honesty i think you know edge of the top eight i think that's the quality of side they are um, you know, Jared Hayne, it'll be interesting to see. I think he needs to trim down a little bit. For me, he's a bit, bit too bulky after coming back from the NFL. What, he trims down a bit. What, what do you think of him being overlooked for the captaincy role? I think it's a great idea. I don't think he's a leader. 
Yeah, fair call. Yeah, I don't think he's a leader. Um, I think he's more of an individual, which is no problem in that. But yeah, I don't think he's a leader. You hear stories of him being a lazy trainer and poor trainer and those sorts of things. But it's interesting now, he's actually had a, had a kid in the off-season. So whether he's matured from that and whether that you know, can help him take his game back to that level, you know it can be. Yeah, kids do funny things to you and maybe that's one of them, yeah. It'd be uh, interesting to see. Yeah, nice one. Uh, Manly Sea Eagles. Looked difficult uh, year for Trent Barrett in his debut season as an NRL coach last year. But he's made the bold decision to make uh, the $10 million man, Daly Cher Evans, captain. So, you know, I think he had to do that. Uh, you know, Cher Evans needs to step up and really drive and lead, lead that team around the park. Uh, but, you know, do they have the, the strength in their squad losing Brett Stewart and Steve Maddai to, you know, to make the finals? Well, Brett Stewart barely played last year. He was, he was done. So yes. I don't think they really lose anything. Giving Trevojevic the freedom of fullback and the responsibility there, he should flourish. But just looking through their squad, they're not top eight for me. They they just don't have the quality from head to toe to yeah. really challenge anyone. Yes. They got Walker there. They paid a lot of money for Uate. Cherry Evans is a you know you could say how many how many competition players do they have that or how many players that are you know elite in their side and for me that it just doesn't stack up. They don't have the quality. They don't have the depth to really make it a challenge for a whole season. You get injuries, and you know I just can't see it happening. They don't have a master coach. Um, you know if if they want to neck up sort of like the Canola Sharks or Gold Coast Titans, they could be a could be a, a dark horse there and just be a defensively solid side. But I just don't think they've got the firepower to do much. But no, I tend to agree. I they'll probably agree. prove me wrong. That's what, that's what seems to happen, but. Uh, the Eels. Eels and Sea Eagles this Sunday, 4pm, Brookie Oval. Brookie, is Get it? there. First game of the year, Brookie. It is, Brookie. Uh, now known as Lotto Land. Did you hear that? No. Yeah, sponsor. Interesting story about Brookie right. Oval. I remember when I was a kid and uh, we were driving <laughs> dri- driving past Brookville Oval and I didn't really know the area too well. I might have been only 11 or 12 and driving past and my dad being an avid Cronulla Shark supporter goes, look son, look to your left. And we're on Pittwater Road. There's Satan's Palace. <laughs> <laughs> and we've just looked at it like, what kind of place is uh, this? Forget, Satan's Palace in Brookvale. Forget Lotto Land. Yeah. Satan's Palace. I'm rolling with that for the year. Satan's Palace. We can, yeah, we can keep that one. So, Greg no. Ryder, kudos. You're the man. Yeah. Melbourne Storm. Uh, prediction from me, third. Yeah, Another consistent year. Billy Slater back. They just produce year after year. And, um, you know, they showed at the, at the Auckland Nine, so they've got a couple of youngsters you know, on the verge of first grade um, debuts, so it's like yeah, it's it never ends. It's it's like the you know the conveyor belt hour down yeah, there. Excuse the pun. They've got a good young fullback in there. I can't say his last name, but um, who's a fullback? His first name's Young. Oh, Young Tonomapia. Yeah, nice. I'm working with semantics there. Present presentation of the word. Uh, look, they're a good side. They're always good. They've got the best coach in the competition. You know, you bet on top four, it's, it's a good yeah. bet, really. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if Slater does come back. Uh, I know it's been said he, he probably will, but... At um, some point, yeah. Yeah, it, see how he comes back. And, you know, if he doesn't come back at 100%, I think Billy will, Billy will chuck it in. Yeah, mate, I, I could see him back. Slater, Smith, Cronk, there's a World Cup at the end of the year. They're going to want to, you know, be firing on, uh, on all cylinders. To, he's going to have to come back and fire at all cylinders to make the side remember though. So. That's true, yeah. Got some good youngsters there. Okay, the New Zealand Warriors. 
what do you, where do you start there? A bit of a you don't. You flip a coin. That's yeah, where you start. In previous years, you have, but this year, I think you know they're a bit of a unknown, a bit of a mixed basket. I've got them in eighth position. Mm. I think they'll just make the finals, and you know, with a new coach in Stephen Kearney, I think he'll provide the um, just a little bit of the direction that they need. Um, I'd want to hope so. Both on and off the field, I think. Yeah, uh, you'd want to hope so. They they seriously just need some direction, some stability. Kieran four and five eight, one of the most stable players going. Perhaps, <coughs> not, perhaps not mentally. Perhaps not off the field, but certainly yeah. on the field. You know, you looked at Parramatta last year when he was in their side, mate. They were a completely different team. Yeah, look, the thing is different from last year, and they also talked about as being a premiership contender. Is there's no pressure on them this year. No one's really. I don't no worries. Think, yeah, I don't think there is. There's yeah. not that expectation. There's always pressure on the side. But the expectation with the signings they made of Tua Lashishek, Isaac Luke and such, were they were going to be a top four side, and that was expected. Mm. When it didn't happen, everything fell apart. This year, I get the feeling that there's just not that well, expectation there because of last year's failure. So almost, I think that, that weight off the shoulders were doing the world of good. Yeah, but you're almost hoping for them to do well rather than expecting them to do well, aren't yeah. you? And I think that's probably when the time when the Warriors thrive the most, when they're not supposed to, when they come from nowhere. So... Look, I think it's a better position they're in this year than last year without that expectation and without the um, the pressure to succeed. So, look, I've got, like you said, good hopes for the Warriors. One thing I'd have... love to see him win it, get the monkey off the back, just like the Sharks did last year. One thing they've got going for them is they don't have any State of Origin players. Through the State of Origin period, in the middle of the year, they always do well. This year, they've got the New Zealand international spine. No Sam Perrett. So, mate, if they avoid the injuries, who knows? Who knows, mate? Who knows? Okay, we'll head along to the Newcastle Knights. Oof, geez, a grim year last year. but uh, Give you a tip. Their prediction, the prediction. It's going to have a one and a six in it. Don't know if that's going to be in that order. But I'll tell you what, you're very, six. very close. 15th I've got them in. Uh, I think they'll have a couple more wins uh, well, than last year. I'm waiting to see, see just who's, on, who's, just, going to, who's going to beat them. Just on the back of enthusiasm. Who's they're going to beat, sorry. And uh, you know, their belief to sort of get themselves back um, to a competitive side week in, week out. Made but some great signings. What? Jamie Bure, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You got They've let go a couple of good players and picked up a couple of mediocre ones. Brock uh, Lamb sounds like a recipe at five eight. A recipe for what? Disaster. Uh, yeah. Look, it's a long term project up there. You know, the loss of Jared Mullen, Corbin Sims, Jeremy Smith. That's a monumental hole across across the team. It'd be, it'd be, be interesting to see if Tupu can affect any kind of ch- change on the side. He's been out of the NRL for a few years. Experienced campaigner. Experienced campaigner. I don't think he'll do much, but you know he's there. He's a level head, so hopefully he does well, and kudos to him. All right, we'll leave them there, and uh, we'll jump into the North Queensland Cowboys. My prediction is seventh, uh, just on the back of, you know, they've still got a uh, high-quality side, high-quality lineup. And they've got JT, who's the master, the halfback. I'll ask you the question, why only seventh? Oh, look, I think the loss of James Tamia's pretty big, at, you know, in the, in the front row. He's a big man. Yeah, and the way they kind of dropped away last year, fell out of the finals, you know, Lachlan Coote had a poor year, so I'm interested to see how um, Coach Paul Green fits Caelan Ponga, the young gun in there, who's headed to the Knights in 2018, by the way. That'd be mm. fantastic. Um, you know, if they can get him in at fullback, maybe Coote shift to the wing... Who knows, mate? Just you just look at their side though. They they've got some quality players. Any any team that has Jonathan Thurston in there for me is a, a shooing for the top eight. Just the competitor he is. And look, James Tamalolo coming out of last year was the best yeah, forward in the competition. That's true. Yeah. He's probably going to go from strength to strength. I can see him doing Dalian, that. Boyd, Boyd from last year. Boyd from the success. 
So for me, I reckon the Cowboys, you know, they're about top four. I think that they're on the side, yeah. They're yeah, about okay. thereabouts. Oh, uh, moving along, Parramatta Eels. Year of disaster last year, and uh, hopefully it'll go a little bit better for them this year, but for me, 14th. Started so, well, started so well last year. Won the nines, which is obviously a great... Um, Stripped great, great salary cap rorting. Great yardstick for how a season's going to go, winning the nines. It so, is, actually. It has Historically, that, that has been. Except last year, it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, but, yeah. no, let's be serious. They would have made the finals last year had they not been stripped of their points. So semi Rod Raja is back in the mix, is he? Yeah. Uh, I thought he was, he was gone. No, nah, he's going to, France, going to France next year. So. Oh, next year. So they're keeping this year. So that's something I want to bring up. Is he going to put in this year or what, what's going to happen? If they're halfway through the year and they're not going to make the eight, what do you do? Do you just hook him or do you just keep him there for the point of keeping him there? Well, I think they'll need to keep him there. I don't think they've got the depth yeah. to just let go of a player like that. They need to get him a little bit more involved. Maybe bring him into the centre position or... Just remind me, yeah, that's something I do want to, do want to touch, on, touch on again. The whole transfer system and the, the signing of contracts. It's one of my burning issues. Yeah, well, uh, would that feature today? Or... Yeah, we'll touch on that in the new burning issues segment. Burning issues segment proudly, coming up. Proudly sponsored by Chai Chong Hot Bread. <laughs> uh, yeah, so look, Eels, missed the finals for you? Yeah, mate. Yeah, the Eels, um, they're rough. They're, they're rough. I think they're going to have a hard year. Bo Scott, don't like the bloke. Um, Corey Norman, fantastic player, though. He was their heart and soul again last yeah. year. You know, he's made a few... Um, few Indiscretions? A few public videos, a few um, homemade videos. So, look, I've got no problems with the bloke, in all honesty. No, he's a... He's a goer. Yeah, he's a good guy. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they, they need... He's a crack. They've got to keep the... <laughs> got to keep the faith with uh, Brad Arthur, no matter... How poor the season ends up, they can't afford to just sack another coach and start over. He's been there two or three years now, mate. Yeah, but look what he's had to go through, mate. The yeah. drama, the controversy. Bit of a flano, you could say that. <laughs> okay, they're cross-city rivals, the Penrith Panthers. Ooh, I know this is a big prediction here. A lot of people are tipping them quite highly. What about you, Maxi? Well, mate, I've gone right to the top. I think they'll run first. I think you'll, at the end of 26 rounds, mate, they'll be sitting at the top and who knows where that could take them, really. And if they can get into that all important top two, then I think they'll be there on grand final day, mate. It's, it's, it. it's really, it's got Penrith's year written all over it. The signings they've made bring Tarmow in. It's just all coming together, really. Yeah, the, the, really Gus, the Gus Gould five-year plan has it's been extended to eight or nine years, but, mate, it's all coming together. Yeah, uh, you just look through their side. They're, they're a quality outfit. Um, they've, they've got a good coach there, and I think this is the year they're going to do it. Tyrone Peachy in the centres. I'm excited to see that full-time in the centres. Yeah, well, I mean, look... He's a great player. A couple of New Zealand uh, internationals, Peter Hicku... Walker Blake and uh, Dean Faro. Dean yeah. Faro, the other international. Um, yep. How do you fit all them in? I don't know, mate. I really don't know. The, you got Tamari Martin there at 5'8". Um, what do you think of him and Cleary? How are they going to gel? Oh, look, they're two young blokes. They should play well together. It's just Cleary really... He's a young bloke. 19. He's a really young bloke. But what I do like about him when he plays is he has direction. He's got a level and he head. Has, yeah, he, exactly right. He has a level head. And to have a level head at that age as a, as a halfback is... You know, it's a dime a dozen, I think, so... Well, I wish I had a level head at that age, let me tell you. I wish I had a level head now, some of the things I've been... <laughs> nah, look, the addition of James Tarmow, for me, that is the missing link. Yeah, look, him leading that pack, they, they need that leader. He'll be the biggest guy out there, mate. He's going to... A lot of young forwards. They're just going to... They're going to be destructive, mate. Yeah. Penny Panthers. Destructive. Nice word, I like it. Okay, we'll uh, move over to South Sydney. Uh, the Rabbitohs. Poor year last year, dismal really. Uh, but look, 
I think they're going to bounce back. I'm gonna, I've got them in my top four. I've got them running fourth. I think the Burgess brothers, they've all had kids now. They've all settled down, got wives, they're married. Robbie Farris come across. He's freshened up that squad, brought a bit of uh, Lebanese flavour over to the team, team dinners. And, uh, yeah, Greg Inglis, he'll return to his best form in a World Cup year, so... Yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting... Uh, I think a lot rests on the halves there with Luke Kelly and Cody Walker and, and how they control the side. Historically, they've always had a big forward pack, and again, they do. You've got Tyrell, Sutton, Turner, the Burgess brothers. They're a big forward pack, so it's just about how I think they're directed around. If you can put a polished kicking game on the end of their forward pack, I think they've got a really good chance because you get good go-forward with, with the Rabbitohs, and if you can put the polish on at the end of the set, I think they're in with a big chance. You know, I'm hoping Greg Inglis has a big year. It's, I sort of feel like when you're watching Greg Inglis, it's almost like you're watching history, like you're watching a, it is. an Arthur Beatsum or a yeah. uh, Mal Meninga or a Ricky Stewart or someone like that. And for me, I just think he he was at his best when he was a bit smaller. Yeah, he's I, got I a bit think, too big, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah like I think his speed has been negated. Yeah. And when he first came into the competition, he was lightning quick and he, and he could have that palm still. And I, I'd rather see him have that speed instead of being able to run over the top of people, ah. which I don't think really works as well as having that, that speed. And I know he's aged a little bit and he's probably got injuries, but I'd like to see him drop, you know, seven or eight kilos and get a bit trimmer. That assessment really reminds me of how I view Josh Dugan, mate. I think he's carrying too much weight and needs to strip it off because, you know, they lose so much speed. Yeah, maybe we could get him onto the Manshake by Adam Mad, Dog, Mad Dog and Dougal. And he could, Manshake could potentially sponsor this podcast. If you're listening, Mad Dog, sponsor us. Okay, well, um, we'll move along. St. George Illawarra Dragons. Mm. And I'm going to throw it up there now. Wooden Spoon. Woo. Wooden Spoon is for me this year. Woo. They're a club in complete disarray, and uh, what more can be said? They've been on the slide since Blaine Bennett left years ago, and, you know, unfortunately, a club legend in Paul McGregor has been left to sort of clean up the scraps and take much of the heat. But just, I don't know where that club's headed, to be honest. Yeah, they're, for a club that's so big, they're really in a difficult spot. There doesn't seem to be any talk about them. I don't think there's a lot of talent in the side. They've got Dugan at fullback. You know, the halves pairing is quite good, but that's pretty much all. You've got Frizzell to carry the forward pack, but more so than the roster, I think it's just the general feeling around the yeah. clubs. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, well, that's they're, it. They're sort of stagnant. There's not building for the right. future. There's not, we've got an aging side and this is our last chance. I just don't think there's the the um the belief in the club at the moment. I don't know if it needs a shake up on the board level, if it needs a player shake up, a coach shake up. But look, if I was in charge of the Dragons, I'd be seriously looking at what needs to be changed to fix what's happening. And I think whatever it needs to be changed is quite big, and it's it's going to put a few feathers out it's, of them. It's quite bizarre because when they signed Wayne Bennett and and that era that they came through, that where they really had their shit together. Things seem to be going so well. But as soon as Bennett left, mate, everything's just fallen apart. Yeah, and but, I mean, what's changed? Like, the CEO's still the same? Uh, is the backroom staff, are they missing? Just knows, mate. Complete exodus of players. Exodus of players. I know Bennett would have brought a lot of, um, lot of uh, prestige to the club to sign players. But even then, in the Nathan Brown era, they had a, you know, a roster that was the envy of yeah. all, um, all others beside them. So... Look, I don't know what the problem is, but it's not looking good. Well, I think they should seriously just use this year to blood as many youngsters as they can, much like Newcastle did last year, and just build towards a big 2018. They've got Ben Hunt coming on board. And, yeah, get some guys some experience. Yeah, whatever whatever they need to do, they can do it. But uh, 
using Newcastle as an um, example of what to do, I don't think it's the right thing to do at the moment, mate. Let's see if the Dragons or Knights finish yeah, in front of each other. It's a ripper of a game when they play. Uh, Sydney Roosters. Well, I think uh, a massive, massive year for them this year with Mitchell Pearce coming back. Uh, He'll be back from, for half the season. From, let's, from round one. Let's, let's, he's going to make some other contacts, so, isn't he? I think he's got a. I think he's the NRL player with the biggest point to prove this year. So I think he'll carry his side to second position. He's, he's had the biggest point to prove. How many chances has the bloke won? He's had so many chances in Origin. He's had so many chances after stuff up, after stuff up, after stuff up. Well, this is that, this is his time, mate. But he's is got it? A, yes, it is. He's got a point it'll, to prove. It'll be the same thing next year. He's into his yoga. He's into his sketching. I'd really love him to prove everybody wrong because, you know, he was the, the great blue hope for New South Wales that never materialised. So, look, all I really do hope he does well. Uh, I hope he turns his life around. But, look, how many chances does he need to do it? He's got more than anybody else has ever got. Where do you see him running for finishing? Oh, mate, look, I don't like the Roosters. They're just... Eastern suburbs. Yeah, not us. Us northern beaches and southern beaches, boys. Don't like those boys from the east. You know how it is. <laughs> So, yeah, look, the Roosters, mate, they've got a good squad. They always do. Um, mate, I think they're going to have one of their best years since they won the, won the comp in 2013. You've got Lateral Mitchell, uh, Blake... Latrell, Sorry, Latrell Mitchell, Blake Ferguson, Sean Kenny Dow. Uh, you know, I think they're all, they're all going to be hitting their straps, mate. I think they'll be firing. Uh, look, look, look for them to score, you know, high amount of tries. Yeah, they've got Pull Flash, they've got an ex-Shark at the back, they've got Flash, so, you know, all hope's not lost. Uh, Jake Friend's a good player, and I'd like to see Napier. God, he's, he hits hard, doesn't he? Dylan, yeah. He's one of those players. If he doesn't play Origin this year, that'd be one of the biggest Queensland. fiascos to come out of Queensland in years. Yeah, they don't mind a ranger either, so. Yeah, they've got to re- restore one to the lineup. Rightio. Our last team, one of our favourite sons plays for them, uh, West Tigers. The Tigers. 13th. Thirteenth. There it is. Give me a off, what happened in the off season for Matt Ryder. I actually uh, went over to one of my uh, our favourite sons, as you can say, Joe. A friend Rito. of the show. A friend, a friend of, the, of show. the show. He'll be on on sometime throughout two thousand and seventeen, helping with a bit of uh, bricky work. And I was a few renos over at the uh, Edwards yeah, Homestead. At the, at the Homestead, it's looking quite good. If anyone wants to hop over, my back was a little bit sore after that, but uh, the day was good. I ended up getting a pair of West Tiger shorts that I wear to bed. Signed. I know, and a West Tigers shirt that I also wear to bed. So, my shark supported by day, a West Tigers supported by night. Pre-worn those shirts? Yeah, yeah, not washed either. So I just smell it up every night and get that West Tigers Edwards sweat into me. You make me sick. Uh, so, uh, in all seriousness, make or break year for the Tigers, is it? Or mate, you know, in all seriousness, Jason Taylor. If we're talking serious here, I'm thinking the Tigers are top four. I've got a big rap on this. Top year. four. I think they've really built a young side. JT, for all, all he's copped, has built the side he wants. So it's all on him now. He's got the spine he's won. He's got rid of Farah. He's won that, that war. And no one's ever won it before at the West Tigers with Farah. They've got a good young core. It's really fitness. If they can keep their 6, 7 and 1 together, they've got the best fullback Ooh, in the comp, if you ask me. They're all off contract at the, at the end of this year, so it's going to be, you know, if they have a poor start in the season, they could if all take the con- dollars somewhere else. So. Yeah, I know, but they're not going to get the dollars if they have a poor year. If, if they have a good year now, which they will, because it's a contract year, that's how the human brain works. Jackpot. They're going to go the jackpot, okay? But it's a contract year. If they're all off contract, 
they're going to put their best foot forward to get the big money deal, aren't they? So yeah. that's another part of do the you, reasoning. Do you think they'll all move on? Do you think they'll stay there? No, I think they'll stay. Stay together? Stay at the Tigers? <laughs> Actually, who the hell knows? I have no idea what they're going to do. I'd like them to stay. That's the rephrase. I'd like them to stay. I really like what they're building at the Tigers. Um, Jolly Edwards playing pretty well. I saw in the... Uh, in, in the nines. Yeah, of got to start. Had a good finish the last year, so it's you know going to be a good, good year seeing him um, really take a bit of leadership in the pack. But, mate, I, I like the Tigers this year. Last year I didn't. This year I do. Who they got round one? Round one, they've got the Rabbitohs, mate, and I think it's going to be ah. an absolute barnstorm of a game. Farrah versus the Tigers. And you've got Idris coming back in the centres, mate. Like, if he's trimmed down a bit, it's... it's look, I, I like him as a side. I really do. You've got Moses, you've got Brooks... Do you think they might be back as everyone's second favourite team really this year? I think I think they could be made. I'm, I'm excited. They're one of the teams I'm really keeping a left eye and a right eye out for. How do you think Idris will go, mate? It's returned from a sabbatical. Mate, he's one bloke I don't like either. After oh, a, really? We're at the, you don't remember, mate? We're at Sugar Lounge. Oh, Manly, yeah. Oh. I've got a photo with him. Top bloke. Yeah, we got out a whinge about it too. I'm not going to... Not going to shame you on the podcast like I've shamed other people in the past, but shout out to Jamal. Good luck for this year, mate. If you're listening, and uh, all the best. Yeah, good luck, Jamal. All right, so the burning issues heading into 2017 season now. Time flies when you're having fun here in the monthly probe. How many issues have we got? One, two, three. Mate, I've got one, and it's one I've had for years now. It's the transfer system, more specifically how players sign contracts. Years or a year in advance. And for me, it does not make any sense. And I'll talk to anyone and argue with anyone about this. If you've got any ideas about why, comment on this um, podcast and we can, we can organise a discussion about it. Because the thing that really gets me is how you sign a contract a year in advance. Because the, things, the negative things that does, if you sign a contract for 2018, when it's only 2017, firstly, the club and their supporters become disillusioned with you. Is he there? Is he here? We don't know. Case in point, Ben Hunt. Case in point, everyone that's ever happened to. Yes. Okay? Second thing is... What was the second thing I was going to no, say? No, I'm not sure, mate. The second thing is, well, let's look at Ben Hunt's example, okay? He signed a year in advance. This competition hasn't even started this year. And he's going to the Dragons. So every Broncos fan, they're going to want to let him go. Yeah. I'm not going to want him in the team. He's not staying. And it, it just sucks for me. I don't see a reason why it has to be done this way. Every other sport that I know of does not do it this way. What they do is they have a period from... The end of the season. So say we had it from... November. Month of November, October. November until October. March. Yeah. Have November until January. Have like three or four clubs. months. Yeah, you can... Yeah. You, can you, you sign contracts yes. for the next year there. So you can't okay? sign a year in advance, just for, for the upcoming year. Yeah, there's, look, like look for me, there's absolutely no point in it. It's not like you're not going to have financial security. You're a person who's earning 300 to a million... 300,000 to a million dollars a year. Okay. Have that contract signing period at the end. If you want to extend your contract, extend it wherever you do. That's how they work in soccer, extend the contract. I don't want to get into the transfer system like I have in soccer, but at the end of the year, if you're off contract and you want to change clubs or if you want to stick with your club but you want to test free agency, you have a free agency period where you can sign contracts. If you want to sign a contract with the same team, go for it. If you want to go somewhere else, go for it. You've got that time to do it. Don't do it during season time. Well, it's certainly, if you, you proposal November to uh, March, it would keep a lot of interest over the summer in, in rugby league. I don't even care who's about Who's going that. where, who's doing yeah, what. Fair enough. I don't even care about that. But it just sucks for the fans and it sucks for the club knowing the player that you've got mm. is playing somewhere else. How can you build for the future? How can you go and support a team when well, you've got a player who's playing for another club next year? They're already, they've already signed the papers. And I'd, look, if so be it, okay? 
This is a bit of a counter argument. Just wait, wait, one thing. So be it. If this is how it happens, but tell me why it happens like that. Why? What's the What's the good thing about that? Tell me the positive of signing a year in advance. Oh, I, look, I see very little positives. What is the one? I don't think there is one. I mean, it's, well, contracts are sorted. Maybe players are more comfortable with it. They're not. Their teammates aren't. Yeah. Well, perhaps. I'm not sure. However, your system. November to March. If you have that, what if say you know. I want to buy my kids memberships for the next season, coming out into Christmas, buy the season passes, and then, you know, by mid-January, Jared Haynes left, okay. the, left the Titans that I've signed. Make it at the end of December. End of December, so make it a shorter period? Yeah, I, I don't care, but you can't base salary... But you can't base transfer huge. policy on memberships. No, but I mean, that. if you're, you're looking to the upcoming season... All right, my counter-argument that is... I'm not going to go and watch. Am I going to go and watch a side and go and watch a player that I know is going to France next year, or that I know is going to another club? Yeah, next year? I, no, that's yeah. That's... Uh, I think one's more damaging than the other. And look, well, for me, it's just NRL is the only club that does it. They have this anti-tampering look. It's just an absolute farce, and it shows the amateur level that the sport's been run by. And I just want someone to change it. So, change it. Easy, done. Burning issues. Burnt to a crisp. One last question that I've got for you, Matt. Yeah. Uh, we'll do that. Who's going to uh, make the grand final? Two teams. Who's going to make the grand final? I'm going to go with everyone's favourites, Penrith. I'm going to go with everybody else's favourites, the Melbourne Storm. Melbourne Storm, Penrith. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. fair assessment. Cronulla Sharks probably got dudded in the, um, in the semi-final refereeing decision. Otherwise, they'd be there. But, yeah, that's my pick. Okay, uh, look, I'm going to lock in the Panthers and I'm going to go with a bit of a dark horse, the Warriors. I think I'll be there on grand final day. Panthers, Warrior, I'd love to see that as a grand final. That would be a big one. I'd hate to see the Storm there, I'd love to see those two teams. Okay, well that uh, just about wraps it all up here for the NRL season preview for 2017. Coming to you live from down in uh, the Northern Beaches. Matt, thanks for joining us once again. Thanks for having us, mate. It's been, um, been good. Look forward to doing the monthly probe again. If there's anything you'd like to see in the podcast, just comment in the comment section below. Any sponsors that want to sponsor us, we've got a few lined up. So Yeah, come on board. Chachong Bakery, Alan's Carpentry Services. Thanks to those guys. Alan's Carpentry Services is a big one. It is. Yeah, yeah. Really. Just a quick shout-out before we go to one of our um, you know, favourite listeners up there in Stockton, Jared Cameron, all the way from Stockton. Yeah, all the way from Stockton, 209, mother. Stockton, demand. Okay. Ciao. Adios. Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute?